Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to live their lives in a way that creates a legacy of faith, hope, and love. In this show, I will equip and encourage you to become the person you were created to be by discovering your identity as a beloved daughter of God. This discovery allows you to live your unique God-given purpose to bring hope, joy, and healing to those around you. My goal is to help you encounter the love of the Father, to find healing and transformation through the Holy Spirit so that you can courageously magnify Christ in your marriage, with your children, in your communities, and with everyone you encounter in your daily life. Hey friends, I'm Jenny Gwen, and this is Catholic Moms in the Middle. So I am back again this week with my amazing friend, Haley Riney. We are going to continue our conversation from last week's show when we were talking about the Holy Spirit and and Haley's journey with the Holy Spirit and how she discovered the treasure of the Holy Spirit and what life can look like when you discover the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how to manifest those and how to bring them to life in your life. Haley's going to talk about how it was kind of scary at first and it um, felt uncomfortable, but the more that she began to use the gifts, God just kept opening door after door for her to show His glory to others, um, to work in healing ministry. And so when she trusted in God, I guess you would say, Haley, that's when God just kept opening doors. When you were faithful, He kept showing you more and more. So Haley, tell us a little bit about your passion. What sets you on fire and what is it that you hope to accomplish by sharing your faith? My passion when I speak and, and, and talk and, and share my, my faith is that we train up an army of people, of men and women, who don't just sit in the church and sit in the pews, but go and do the things that, that Jesus said to do, right? Like that, that is, is what Satan fears more than anything for this army to rise up. Because if we're all working as a family, not in competition, not in jealousy, not comparison, not in the orphan mindset, right? But secure in our identity of who God the Father is and who he is. Then Satan, Satan knows that we'll overthrow him because right. we have the truth. And so it's it, it, even JP2, I love this quote that he says, Am I helping the church be renewed and restored? Or am I helping the kingdom of Jesus? Am I helping the kingdom of God? Where it's not just some church bureaucracy, bureaucracy, but am I about the work of God in the world? His kingdom, the kingdom of God is at hand, right? It's not about a church bureaucracy. JP2 says this, right? It's one of our, like the popes would so much wisdom and a spirit-filled pope. So it's, it's empowering for the church. And I think when the church steps up into this role, into this responsibility of operating in the gifts of the spirit and encouraging one another where it doesn't have to be weird. Again, you know, he don't, the Holy spirit is not weird. Uh, you don't have to make him weird. He is a living, the living spirit, the, the spirit of the living God, right? When we, when we do this, we can also empower the laity so that we take pressure off of the clergy, 
Absolutely. Like I love, I know we both love the JP2 Healing Center and I know that they're, they're at the initial, you know, purpose and mission of that ministry was, was for the healing of the clergy as well. And, and how much that's needed. But I think as laity, we have a deep responsibility too, to A, take them off pedestals and B, take the pressure off of their shoulders, right? If we stepped up, maybe they wouldn't feel so, so overloaded and so burdened as the shepherds of our church, right? I'm not, I'm not excusing that our clergy need healing too. Everyone needs healing, but that's what's central to the gospel. We all need the healing touch of the Lord. And that's what the Holy Spirit does, right? He reveals what we need to heal from. The summer when we were going through the life school intensive with Joe Moody and her agape team, and then we did the rise, the women's conference. I remember after the third day driving home, we had been there all day learning about these gifts of the Holy Spirit. And they were doing impartations, learning how to give um, prophetic messages and and words of knowledge. And um, it was so, so powerful. And it was so real when I took yes. a step back and I was willing to be like, what if this is real? Like what does it, if yeah. I believe the things that are happening in the gospels, that those things can still happen today and the Holy Spirit can work through us in those ways, then these absolutely can be real. And I can remember that third day driving home, calling my friend, who's a priest, he's actually the exorcist for the Diocese of Nashville. And, you know, like, Father Dan and like, just like, blah, 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 just like telling him all of these things that I have learned. And okay. I said, do you understand how much easier your job would be if Bingo. we can hold the people up in these gifts? Do you yes, know ma'am. how many people we can take through inner healing and so they don't get to the point where they have to see an exorcist? And of course, he was like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're trying to tell people. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like that's it's so it's so true and so beautiful. And this is where I get so passionate because it's like we have this beautiful church, this this rich history, I will I will say over and over again, that I fell in love with years ago. Thank you, Jesus, for that grace. But I feel like it, it we're, we've been stifled and, and it's, it's awakening, sleeping beauty, the bride of Christ. So we can act like this, this beautiful, you know, orthodox church with the dynamic living spirit where, you know, God, the word says, Malachi 3, 6, I, the Lord, do not change. The word of God will not change. Heaven and earth will pass away. Luke 21, 33, but the word, my words will not pass away. God is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13. I, like these scriptures, I love and they give me life. But the Holy Spirit continues to reveal things to all of our hearts. And the more that we can face the truth about ourselves and the truth of who God is, do our own work in the sense of our own healing, just like you're saying, inner healing, emotional healing. I think there's such a beauty in when we can release emotion, when we can release that emotion, but not partner with the emotion where we make it our identity, right? right. Where we choose the truth of God's word to cleanse our, our thought life and rule, rule our heart or, or rule our thought life and cleanse our heart, not our emotions, right? Then it's like we become fully equipped, fully healed. Well, 
maybe not this side of heaven fully healed, but you understand what I'm saying, where we're basically better equipped to do our own work. And, and so another quote that I often say, and I don't, honestly, I don't know where I heard this, but in the way that what the Holy Spirit touches, the Holy Tr- Spirit transforms, personal transformation leads to corporate transformation. Right. And I think the more we can get that as individuals, as being a part of the body of Christ, the more we, you know, the church will be set fire. Like if, if we knew who God created us to be, we wouldn't be, want to be like anyone else. We wouldn't have this deep fear of man and this pride of, of needing to strive for approval or perfection or performance or da da da. right? The things that just stifle us. Um, so healing and identity are, are one and the same for the church to be, in my opinion, at least for the church to be equipped, the Holy Spirit. And Well, I taught kindergarten for years and years, and I always loved the beginning of the school year, and the kids would bring in their new box of crayons. They had these, you know, nice sharp points, and they weren't broken. And so I, I love the smell of crayons. But I think about when they would bring their crayons in and they would have a box of, say, 24 crayons. You can make so many beautiful pictures with those crayons. But what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me, when you move with the Holy Spirit, when you're open to the Holy Spirit and the gifts that through the love of God that he sends through the Holy Spirit, it's like having a box of 200 crayons. Like mm, it's more, the yeah. pictures are more vivid. There's more colors. Amen. There's more details. And so like life can be good, you know, just staying in your little bubble and going to mass and receiving the Eucharist. But yet there's this whole other part of our faith that's available. We just have to be willing to step out there where it's a little uncomfortable and unknown and become educated about it, right? We have to learn what our Catholic Church says about these gifts and, and you know, what the teachings of the church are, but then be willing to share. And I want to talk a little bit about prophecy and words of knowledge. Recently, I had a prophetic word, and I was praying about an interview that I was doing, and this word kept coming up, sticks and stones. It kept coming up, and I was like, I, I, I don't even understand that. So when I was doing the interview, it kept coming up and it kept coming up, but I was a little nervous to release the word. So I didn't release it during the interview, but it kept nagging me and nagging me. And so finally I sent an email to the person and said, I should have told you, but I'm telling you now. And she responded immediately and said, I am laughing out loud because sticks and stones is perfect for a situation that I'm going through where people have false claims against me and are saying things. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I should never argue with God, you know, or I should never try to figure it out. Like just release it. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And, you know, I will say what stops us, what impedes us from giving a prophetic word or, or prophesying is fear of man and our own pride. We complicate the process. And I think if we can just be attuned to the Holy Spirit is is not again the goal of this life. Of course, is is to become like Jesus, right? But ultimately, what does that first require? It's it's union, like our to to be in communion with the Lord. 
to, to be in union and, and abiding with him. And so, uh, and again, receiving his love, having that encounter with his love, and then, and then as a result, giving out that love. And so just as I was referencing earlier, first Corinthians 13 is sandwiched between the gifts of the spirit, first Corinthians 12, first Corinthians 14 about, about the prophetic essentially. And so I think when we can just see that the prophetic is simply a word of encouragement and loving people, everyone needs to be loved and just encouraged instead of beat down and condemned and, you know, all the things they need to feel accepted like they belong. And so when we love people the way God loves them and see people the way he sees them, then he will entrust us with the truth of who that person is versus what the world has made them to be, right? And then, and, and so they, we can be a, and it could be a very simple word, but we give them a little bit of hope, a little bit of love, a little bit of encouragement that can go a long way to dispel the lies, again, of the enemy that keep us locked in whatever ruminating narrative we're playing over and over in our head. I'm learning too, girl. Like I've been, I've been on this journey for several years now, but I even remember before I found the Holy Spirit, I would have dreams about people or someone would pop in my head. And I had a dream about a, a friend I was in middle school with and, you know, reached out to her in college. Like, Hey, is your dad okay? I, like, I just really feel him heavy on my heart. Her dad had just had a heart attack. You know, this was before I even knew the Holy Spirit. So things like this, I received a prophetic word for someone and this happened recently where I just gave it to him. I sent him an audio and they were like, God's timing is perfect. Right. But what I have learned is to step out and take a risk. Absolutely. Again, not, it's not about me. Do not rob God of his blessing for someone. Haley, like get over yourself again. It's part of like my daily prayer. Lord, help me get over me in order that, that, I can be an expression of, of your love. I can demonstrate the Father's heart for this person and just let them know, like, you're just pulling out the gold for them, right? And and just hearing for the, from the Father what how you can bless that person. So I, I've just learned, like, I step out and take risks at the grocery store, at the gym. And it's amazing how many people have, like, burst out in tears. Yes. You know, and I'm like, thank you, God, for that timely word. Like, this rhema word, this now word for this person. And and I will tell you, I have gotten it wrong. <laughs> oh, and it's the humiliation. I remember one time being in the grocery and getting completely rejected. And and the Lord teaching me in that moment, like, this is what it's like to be rejected. But also, there's rejection, and then there's rejection for the Lord, you know. But he doesn't, he doesn't reward how many times we get it right. He rewards our faith. Absolutely. Recently, when I was traveling and at the airport, um, we were sitting in one of the restaurants waiting on our flight and the waitress kept walking up. And I just had this overwhelming sense that she needed joy. She needs joy. Mm. It's how she was weighted down. She needs joy. She needs joy. As we got up to leave, I said to her, you know, I don't, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I just feel like God is telling me that he he wants you to walk in joy, that whatever's going on, so good. Right, he wants you to walk through it in joy. And he's going to give you that joy when you, you know, come to him and bring it to him. He's going to give you that joy. 
and it wasn't anything earth shattering. It, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything super profound, except for it was to her. She gets tears in her eyes and, and I still don't know her name. And she hugged me and hugged me and said, you do not know how much this helped me. And then I just went on and boarded my flight. And that was that. I don't know how it changed her life. I know it encouraged her, but I don't know what it strengthened her for or what was even going on in her life. Exactly. And that's, okay. that's okay. And you don't have to know. We don't need to know, right? But you have no idea how that one moment may have changed the whole trajectory right. of her life. You know, we have no idea. But when we step out in faith, and let the Lord bless someone. You know, I'll never see these people at the at the gym again. Or, you know, sometimes it was in Texas. Sometimes it was in Arizona. Haley, get over yourself. You may never see these people get anywhere. <laughs> Give them a word, even if it's a simple word, or it could be a 10-minute conversation, right? I'll never forget. Um, I could tell you so many different stories of, of just like what you said. It's just, it's just beautiful. But recently in May, I was, I was home in Kentucky, um, visiting and, and I was asked to share a message on Pentecost Sunday and the next day, I think it was the next day, we went out and did some street ministry and there were basically a homeless group. They've they've gone through rehab program. It's kind of like a second halfway house kind of thing, right? So anyway, a bunch of them were walking around and one of them, the Lord highlighted, so we walked up to him and um, he was just telling us he'd, he'd been there in the recovery for a couple of days. And, and he, as he's talking, I said, I just hear Isaiah 14. I have my Bible with me. Of course, I carry it with me everywhere. Um, I have no idea. I literally have it open right now just because of the story. I have nothing underlined, nothing highlighted. I don't know anything about this off the top of my memory. But the first line is the Lord will have compassion on Jacob and will again choose Israel. Jenny, his name was Jacob. Mm-hmm. And he was like, how did you know that? You know, and like, I didn't. That was the Lord. That's how, that's how much he loves you, you know? And so those moments, and he was, he ran into some of our other friends because we split up in groups. And he told some of our other friends, he's like, y'all never going to believe what, what your all's friend heard and read. And it, so they were like, Haley, it changed him. You know, like, of course, it's not me. It was God. I was just. We just listen. I think sometimes another issue we have with the with the prophetic um, or a word of knowledge or whatever is we don't take the time, right? Another another word for love is is time. Is creating space, right. just listening, listening to the Lord. Lord, how who do you want me to bless, and what do you want them to know? Like, you know, I remember being at the gym one time, and I, I'm I'm listening to a podcast, and I stop it. I'm like, okay, Lord. Who do you want me to bless? I hear blonde haired girl in a green shirt. I look up. Who do I see? But a blonde haired girl in a green shirt. He was literally walking across, you know, and the Lord gave me a word for her. And and then before I know it, she's in tears. And so it's just making, creating space and letting the Lord um, speak to us. I think, again, we have all these beautiful prayers and devotions as Catholic. But as you said earlier, you know, we can fall into the routine or those rote prayers. So let's create space and and have a dialogue and wait to hear from the Lord. Be quiet. Can you imagine how the world would change if everybody said, Lord, how can you use me today? How can you use me to bless someone? And then we all released a word of 
encouragement or built somebody up. Thank you. World would change. That's exactly right. Um, I mean, just to your point, like what would happen if we had a, a community, like a church community, a kingdom family with a culture where it's normal and routine to help each other connect with the living presence of Jesus. Like, right. like what would happen to a, a world, just to your point. And so I, I think when we can, and you made a point earlier too, that I, I had made a note about with the crowns, right? Like when we see that there's this, this whole light out there of color, God invites us into an adventure mm-hmm. every day, every day. If, if we would embrace it, like, he actually wants us to live in fullness, <laughs> you know, in the freedom, freedom from bondage, freedom from our own crap, right? To to shrug off the nonsense that we put on ourselves and the world puts on us. But this adventure where it's this it's this love story, right? This like the salvation love story where we could enter into it. We get to play our script in it, the Acts 29 people again, and let it, when we step out out of our comfort zone. You know, again, I don't know where I heard this one years ago, but we don't need a comforter, the Holy Spirit, inside a comfort zone. You know, in the last several years, as the Lord has had me traveling, he's gotten me comfortable. Well, I can't say quite comfortable, but teaching me to be comfortable being uncomfortable because it's taught me to be dependent on him as as a father that provides a place to stay, a job, da-da-da, right? But this is the relationship he wants with us at becoming like a child, the Matthew 18, 3. So when we're dependent on him and just let him, okay, what are you going to show me today? Like, what's part of the adventure and the fun today, right? And again, I think being in a relationship with him, particularly in the word, having a relationship with the word, meditating upon it, chewing upon it, applying it to our life, um, where our thoughts are taken captive and it's renewing the mind and, and all those things um, that it can, it can be a game changer. Life in the spirit is fine. It's full of joy. Absolutely. And that's what we're missing too. I think as a church is we have this joyless Christianity, like what's attractive about that? You know? Right. As we wrap up, because I think we can go for hours and hours, (laughs) Um, but as we wrap up for that, the person who's listening to this and they're thinking, that's just not me. I'm not holy in that. I don't know how to do this. Those are things that other people do. What would you say to them? Great question. I would say God meets you right where you, where, right where you are. I would say that the church actually encourages us, and this is in the catechism too, to pray every day, come Holy Spirit. I don't know what to expect. I don't know, but Come Holy Spirit, we love you. Come Holy Spirit, invite you. Come Holy Spirit, we expect you. Lord, have your way. I give you permission. This is a great prayer. I give you permission to surprise me. Oh, I love permission. I give you permission to have your way with me. And just even even in a posture of receptivity with our hands open, I, I recommend putting worship on, putting praise on, um, so many incredible worship songs where it just leaves me in tears. When we open our heart, God, God loves you. If if people can understand how much he loves us and he really wants to be in relationship with us. And when we just show up, 
literally just show up and let him love you, then he will do, he will, he will blow you away. He will surprise you. You will bring this fullness and, and he will knock you on your butt with, with tears, holy tears, and then a holy laughter. Lord, have your way. Surprise me. Let me feel you today. I know you're here. I know you're here. And it's, it's the awareness of his presence. I love that. Thank you, Haley. Thank you so much for just sharing words of wisdom, for sharing your journey. Will you close us in prayer? Absolutely. Well, I just want to say thank you for having me. It's been such a joy. I just love conversations about the Lord. And uh, so it's been an honor to talk with you. God, we just glorify you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, that blows us away, that surprises us. We thank you for the depth of your love. God, that just, uh, that really transforms us. We thank you for an encounter with who you are the spirit of the living God, that Jesus is alive and present, that he lives within us, the same spirit who raised Christ from the dead lives in us. God, we thank you for this gift. We thank you for the gift of faith. We thank you that there is a hunger and a thirst. Even when people don't know it, they hunger and thirst for your spirit. And so God, I just pray now, even as people are listening, God, in whatever state they find themselves in, that they just come with an open heart. They show up and let your spirit fall upon them, even in this moment. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much, Haley. That was beautiful. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you again for having me, Jenny. You're so welcome. All right, friends, until we meet again next week, go out and magnify Christ in your little corner of the world. God bless. To learn more about my ministry for midlife women, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com and be sure to check out Magnify, my online community for women, where you will grow deeper in your faith. You'll find inner healing in areas where you have struggled for years, and you'll be equipped and encouraged to become the person God has called you to be so that you can go out and magnify Christ in the world. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is music by S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.